feeling a little bit pressured and stressed now, realizing that I have three seasons of Veronica Mars to watch before the new episodes come out. I know that this will no longer be relevant like three months from now when this episode drops, but I'm feeling the pressure. It's now early July or like mid-July and the new season comes out at the end of the month. And you're like, oh, I have to watch like three or four episodes a day. I know. I don't have that time. I am like nine episodes in, which I did sometime in June. And now I'm like, oh no, the time has come. I thought it felt like I had so much time and now I, I don't. I know. I might have to skip some of season three. That's okay. Which is not a not like a bad thing. Really. What I would like to do though is rewatch the movie. Yes, that that is something I want to do as well. I wish to do that. Maybe we could do that together. Perhaps. Although I'm a bit movie down. Oh my god! Watching so many films for this podcast, guys. It's currently early July, and partly because of the wedding, and partly just because life, we're trying to like squeeze out a whole bunch of these. And so every week we have to watch two movies. Which I don't know about you, but it's a lot for me. It, it is a lot. I mean, considering that it's not just like play it in the background sort of situation. It's like paying attention, Correct. doing things. Yeah. I forgot about, I in fact forgot that I had to watch another one until last night we got home and it was like nine and I was like, oh shit. If not for this blog though, I would maybe see two movies a year. Yeah, that's true. You are not a movie person. No, they're so long. You used to fall asleep during them. I was like, if you mean high school, I was just very short on sleep. Oh, I was. I felt really blessed this morning watching Man Up and discovering that it was only an hour and a half long. Yeah, it's not. It's not a long movie. Thank God. Not. It's like every movie is improved by a shorter running time, really. So yes, it's not like I didn't sit through all of the Lord of the Rings and enjoy them at the time, but they're quite long. Enjoy. It's strong word. Well, I enjoyed them at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we? move on yes it's awkward because i mentioned man up earlier and it might have been a good transition point but now it's too late i know whatever well anyway welcome to romcomathon i'm alex and i'm kat and today we're talking about man up which is a british romantic comedy it was released a couple years ago what year was it do you know i have no idea but i Mm. will check me neither very quickly because i have the wikipedia page open it was 2015 2015 so it was oh it's a british french romantic comedy which is why we didn't do it on the blog yeah yeah um, but we were we were asked to do it a couple of times by some pe- readers who wrote in and by my wife, actually, who watched it on a plane. Um, and <laughs> she's seen it twice. So let me tell you this. So she first watched it on a plane and was like, I had a lot of feelings. I really enjoyed this film. Right. And that was when she recommended it the first time. <laughs> but let's be real. Everything you watch on a plane is like, for some reason, so much more emotional. I read this like Atlantic article years ago that said like, I don't know, something about the altitude and the pressure like makes you much more likely to cry over things on planes. I have not had this experience. Um, I I maybe have had this experience, but not, I don't know. But she was, so she was like, I had a lot of feelings about it. And then she rewatched it with her mom shortly after that and was like this was not as good as I remembered and she watched it again with me last night I was like oh this was okay (laughs) so she had the reaction you and I had to blend no what was that what was that Jennifer just go with it it. oh well no but that was a slightly different situation where our we had basemented our expectations yes and then we saw and we were like oh we kind of enjoyed this not so bad or actually I think we saw it separately and you kind of liked it which was shocking to me because I love Jennifer Aniston but you don't yeah um or like not specifically but then you remembered it as being okay so then we rewatched it and thought it was awful yes (laughs) and then we just feel like maybe on the third watching we'll cycle back around yeah exactly (laughs) So I think she kind of had like the, like an... Uh, it a, sounds like her trajectory has just been down though. 
Well, down worse, down, down, like good, and then medium, and then worse. Well, no, I think it was. I think this time rewatching her, it, it sort of perked back up a little bit. Oh, a little. Yeah, only a little. I hope. Yeah, yeah, only a little. So my thing was, I thought that you had seen it and enjoyed it. No, I had never seen this movie. So I went in thinking, like, oh, maybe this movie will be good. I have no idea what it's about. It's called Man Up. So I was like, is this some kind of Twelfth Night situation? Is there are there gay things happening? And that was it the title had very little to do with the content yeah I really did I actually didn't mind the movie there were elements of it I truly hated and oh then, yes and then there were elements of it that I that I thought were okay it was not awful like but early on I was like this is not going to be as good a movie as I expected so then I lowered my expectations and then it was like okay yeah. Like, there were a lot of parts that were nice. Yeah. And then there were a lot of parts where I was, like, screaming, kick him yes. at the screen. But we'll get to that. Yeah. So let me summarize this film. So Lake Bell, with a really good British accent, actually, is this sort of disastrous mess of a person. Anyway, she just wants, like, a nice boyfriend. but And she's, like, a perfectly attractive, normal woman who could probably have a perfectly nice boyfriend if she just weren't such a lunatic. And she's, what, like, 34? Yeah, she's 34. Okay. And on the day of her parents' 40th wedding anniversary, she happens to sit down on the train across from this woman who's reading a truly atrocious-sounding self-help book. About it's, love. Yeah, it's, like, six billion people in you or something. And they kind of get into this argument where, like, Belle is sort of just, like, poking the bear a little bit. And this woman is sort of poking back. And the whole thing is that this woman is reading the book is about to go on this blind date. And the whole thing is that they're going to recognize each other because they both have the book. But then Lake Bell falls asleep. She wakes up at the station and she realizes that this book is there. This woman has very obviously left it for Lake Bell, but Lake Bell doesn't know this. And so she like grabs the book. She chases after the woman and she finds herself uh, happen to be right underneath the clock at Waterloo Station holding the book. So, of course, she meets Simon Pegg, who is supposed to be the woman's blind date. And he, like, steamrolls her for a bit. So she, like, is unable to say, like, oh, you've mistaken me for the wrong person. And But then she kind of decides to, like, go along with it and pretend to be Jessica, a 24-year-old triathlete who, quote, works in the city, whatever that means. The city, uh, the city of London. Yeah. But whatever, what does that mean? She works in the city. No, it's, like, the business district, like, in the middle of... Yeah, but what does she do? I don't know, money. See, that's the whole thing, right? It's, like, we don't... We never get a more specific, Did like... Did she tell us later? No. Okay. So they go on their date, and it's actually going really well. And so, like, but Lake Bell is, like, finding out all this stuff about Jessica and being, like, mm, yes, my job in the city is rough. And, like, yes, being a triathlete, yes, all... Yes, I love doing that. And, you know, yes, of course, I'm 24. Anyway, they have a great time. They go bowling, and they love bowling. It's amazing. But then... Uh, Lake Bell runs into an old classmate of hers who works in the bowling alley now who was obsessed with her and is still obsessed with her to a extremely creepy and inappropriate degree. Horrifying. Yes, it is in fact horrifying. It's I appalling. Have like a third of my notes are about how much I hate this man. Yes, I hate him so much. But do go on. So... Because of this man, she is, like, essentially forced to tell the truth to Simon Pegg, who is understandably upset. Um, but then shenanigans ensue. They have to spend, like, another chunk of the night together because of, like, mixed up notebooks and things like that. Um, they run to Simon Pegg's ex-wife. Uh, getting 
Yeah, and this whole time, like, like Belle should really be at her parents' 40th wedding anniversary where she is supposed to be making a speech, but she is a horrible, insensitive person. So, yep. So she misses this situation. Um, eventually, they actually, like, part on good terms. Um, Simon Pegg is off to go meet actual 24-year-old Jessica, and Lake Bell is finally on her way to her parents' wedding anniversary. Um, but once she's there, she hijacks the whole event and makes it all about herself and is extremely upset to have sort of lost her chance with Simon Pegg um, but then he realizes while well on his date that he really wants to be with her inexplicably and chases after her um, all the way to her parents house and they get together Yay. that's the end of the movie um, yeah there are things I didn't yes hate yes okay I thought you were going to say there were things you didn't love I think both are true <laughs> yes I would like to start with the fact that at one point I was like, yes, indeed, I did not love that he was 40 and so keen on going out with this 24-year-old specifically, but I did feel that he was otherwise a better person than Lake Bell, who is missing her parents' anniversary party for this rando. Yeah, I will say, though, that she really gives him a lot of shit for the 24-year-old thing. Like, she, like Lake Bell later, oh, yeah, where, yeah. where she's like, where she's like, you were going out with a 24, you're 40! <laughs> And it's like, what the hell's wrong with you? Oh, yes. I, I mean, I wasn't like, I, I felt okay because he was shaded plenty. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Lake Bell, truly the most insensitive. But I was just like, midlife crisis in aside, he seems to be a better person. Oh, he is 100% a better person. She's eating a full-on sandwich on the train, which seems a little insensitive to her. First, that was the first thing where I was like, this isn't great. And then she is just like not showing up at her parents' 40th wedding anniversary. And everyone is like, oh, this is fine. And, and, and I was like, this is not fine. And then when she gets to the wedding anniversary, she hijacks the whole thing. But to be, like weep over her day. Yeah, and everyone has to comfort her. I was incensed. Incensed. I kind of enjoyed that scene though because it was funny. I was so mad. And then when she gives her speech to her parents, she makes it all about herself. I was, I was losing it, <laughs> like losing it mad. I think I had used up all of my rage. In first, it says WTF this creep from high school, and then you know several lines later, I am still not okay with this creep from high school. Yeah, because he's trying to like blackmail her and into like, and so he can like essentially sexually assault her. Yes. But then, like, then later when Simon Pegg is like getting help from all the strangers he's met along the way, I was like, I'm still not okay with this guy. I have not turned around on this guy. And then I wrote, Oh no, I fully hate him when he's like dropped Simon Pegg off somewhere else and is like at the anniversary party. And that's when I wrote, Kick him, kick him. Yeah, he's terrible. When he's like trying to feed her pudding. And I was like, Ah! Yeah, like there's this whole thing where like Simon Pegg doesn't know where her parents' house is, but realizes, Oh, right, the creep who was into her from the bowling alley will know. And indeed, he knows the exact Google coordinates. And so he offers, I guess, to drive Simon Pegg to Lake Bell's uh, parents' house, but fakes him out, drops him off at like a teen party instead and like goes there and and, and Lake Bell is just like, I don't know, letting this happen because she's like so like I don't know shocked. what that's about. Like she's everyone's like, like, this must be the guy that she had the great evening with. Let us welcome him into our home. And she's like, this might as well happen to me, I guess. I don't know. But I wrote the one thing that would make this better is if an anvil fell on Sean's head. Yeah, that's that's how I felt as well. I truly hated him. He was the worst part of this film. Hands down. Yeah, absolutely hands down. Although I would like to say that 
if you are planning to write a romantic comedy and someone is going to reveal their feelings via speech at an event that is not directly related to them, they should not do it. It's an ungrateful tactic and I'm over it. Yes, I felt that the speech itself wasn't horrible, although it did make me squeamish in the way that these speeches always make me squeamish. Yes. Um, it could have been worse, but I, again, was like, why? You are both so selfish. <laughs> she is a very bad daughter. Um, my God. Yeah, I I felt the way about it, the way I feel when I hear about people who propose to individuals at other people's wedding receptions or I don't know who parties. these people are. This is so nutty. If you are ever a person or you know of a person who is planning on doing this or thinks this is okay in any way, shape, or form, you must dump water on their head or slap them or something because this is not okay. You know, speaking of, I guess, horrible side characters or not yeah. horrible side characters, I wrote, I love Jessica, as it turns out. Yes, Jessica is great. So basically, like, when Simon Pegg ultimately goes on the date with this girl, he ends up telling her the whole story and she's like super on board. And I was like, this is very relatable to me. Like, I feel like if I were on a date with a stranger and they told me about what was clearly their love story to be, I would be very excited. I know, especially because you have no investment. Also, the date is not really going well. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, like, I will hail a cab for you. Go get her, man. Yes. I enjoyed several conversations that happened during this film. Like, there were a lot of very funny scenes in this film. Yes. And lines. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the whole first like encounter she has on the train with like the with Jessica. Jessica and they're like arguing about the book and and like Jessica is like this was a bestseller and she was like well so is the Da Vinci Code yes I knew that you would love that um I also enjoyed the way Lake Bell said you need to sh your mouth <laughs> I think you have to see it to really truly enjoy that line but it was very very funny I really had trouble with her Britishness. Like, she wasn't doing a bad job. I just, like, I knew it was, like, Belle. And the whole time I was like, why is she British? Why is she British? What's happening? She's British? I was so impressed with her accent, though. Yeah. I, I actually thought it was really good. I think it's because Alex makes fun of my British accent all the time because we've been reading these, like, terrible... Well, not terrible. They're actually pretty good. These, like, uh, romance novels aloud for bedtime stories. The Regency ones. Yeah, yeah. And she makes fun of me constantly because my British accent is, I mean, like, understandably terrible. Now I, like, hear it more when I watch films from, like, Americans pretending to be British. And Lake Bell did a good job. You know what I felt? I felt like this was a really long date. A really long blind date. When she and Simon Pegg are yes. going out. Yeah. E even before the truth comes out, I was like, they grab a drink. Then they go to another bar briefly. Yes. Then they go bowling. And then they're like, what should we do next? Like before she goes to the bathroom. And I was like, next? It's well, a first date. To be fair, it looks like they started like mid-afternoon. Yes, I know. But. Which was confusing to me. I was like, who starts a date at like 3 p.m.? <laughs> Only if you have a hard out. Yeah. Um, that was very confusing. But yes, it did. Well, how long does a drink take? That drink maybe took like half an hour. The first one. Yes, I guess that was like a quick drink. Yeah, it was winter. They were like standing outside on the bank. Well, like, that's true, I guess. Like, I don't know if, how long you'd want to be drinking that beer for. Yeah. Um, and then they go to that other bar, bar, but they're only there briefly. Yeah. And then they go bowling. So I guess maybe not. Maybe it's like a three hour date. Yes. I don't know if it's implied that their next activity is going to be sex yeah. or like, because there was like a weird flirty vibe. No. Yeah. No, well, I think it was implied that they were going to go somewhere more intimate had, you know. Or maybe they could have dinner since yeah. you pointed out that it started mid-afternoon, yep. which is still weird to me. Yeah. 
I too thought the date like seemed really long, but now looking back on it, I'm like, maybe it wasn't at, like, it's, it seemed it's really- It's definitely a few hours. Like, I feel like for a first date, like why? But yeah, it's fine. That's true. But they were really hitting it off, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. She then goes into the bathroom and gets like caught in this horrible situation with Creeper. And he- she also flosses her teeth with her hair, which was horrifying what? to me. I did not. I missed it. Yes, because do you remember when they're on the bowling alley and Simon Pegg is like, oh, you have something. No, I knew. I, I, she, what? Yes, she goes in the bathroom and she's like, how do I get this thing out of my teeth? And then she like takes a piece of hair. And I was like full. I, I had to look away because I was so like grossed Ew. out by the situation. Yes, I couldn't deal. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I, I did, I'm sorry. I wish I had gone on not knowing that. I'm sorry. Sad. I don't know why it was so gross to me, but it was so gross to me. Also, does that work? That seems... I have no... Well, as I a mean, person... I mean, clearly neither of us would know, but like... Yeah. But here's the thing about Simon Pegg catching her in the bathroom with the creepy guy, though. I was like, why did he pop into the bathroom? Yes, that was... <laughs> Alex was like, they are pretty drunk at this point. They're quite drunk. He was like, but he was like, you. I, I just thought I'd check because you've been gone for a while. And I'm like, why would you? She hasn't been gone long enough that you would check. Yeah, I, I would never go into the bathroom to check. I, I would just wait. And then if they never returned, I would leave. Yeah. I mean, if an hour gone went by, I would maybe ask someone and be like. Like a waitress or something. Yeah, like, yeah. are they dead? <laughs> Yes, just make sure they didn't pass out in the bathroom. But yeah. like, God. Yeah, that was that was terrible. Ugh. My favorite scene, though, by far, is the second time they go back to that club, that cantina, and they run into Simon Pegg's ex-wife because he's just signing his divorce papers. And it he's very bitter because, and not over it, because his wife had an affair with someone and left him. Yeah, she's horrible. Yeah, she is terrible. And... She's like, what, what are you doing here? You know I get this place between 5 and 10 on Saturdays. And then uh, Simon Pegg full-on pretends that Lake Bell is his girlfriend. Yes. And it's delightful. Obviously the best scene in the movie. It is, but it's so funny. I especially enjoyed the part where she, Lake Bell talks up their imaginary sex life. I like that. My favorite part was actually when she was like, I'm a firewoman. You know, we, <laughs> I was at his work party putting out a fire. And then there was a fire in our pants. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but it was pretty much like that. Uh, you're almost exactly right, I think. Yeah. I did not write it down, but I do remember that happening. There were a surprising number of good lines. Yes, no, 100%. Uh, uh, that was a really good one. I like this whole scene where she is like getting room service and like kind of harassing the poor bellboy. And she's like, nope, he didn't like that. He is leaving. <laughs> and then I think, she's, I think she's still on the phone with her sister. And they're talking about Barbie or, or maybe it's with the the horrible blind date at the party at some point they're talking about barbie and ken and she's like is she still with that guy what a fake smile <laughs> i miss that i enjoy that very much yeah that was weird though when she's at this like engagement party she's at it so lake bell starts off the movie by attending this engagement party but she's actually like hiding out in her hotel room because her friends want to set her up with this guy who turns out to be not great but also she comes off looking not great <laughs> in yeah. this whole exchange and so she instead is like hiding up in this hotel room and like the bellhop is like you know there's food downstairs <laughs> and she's like yes well and I was like as as a person who would not want to attend this engagement party either I would go for the food I'm also confused like did she have to travel to another location and stay in a hotel to yes. attend this engagement party yes this huge engagement party for her friends including Phoebe Waller-Bridge but like why I, I don't know I don't well, know like what a destination engagement party 
I mean, it didn't seem like it was far. But she, she stayed ta- in a hotel. Yeah, but she was taking the train back. Yes, but all right. I don't okay. know. It didn't. Okay. It didn't seem she like she took a room. Sure. Yeah. Well, maybe her friends like live in like another city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, again, though, the UK the size of a postage stamp. Yeah, I know that's how I feel. But you know, to them, it's a long way. I guess. <laughs> uh, sure. Like how we, as children, were like Worcester. Yeah. I'm not going there. Natick, a 40 minute drive. It's 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> but now we live here. Yeah. And we're like, oh, two hours. That seems okay. I guess. Yes. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. But I loved with that horrible blind date that she sees that picture in his wallet and she's like, oh, picture of your ex, which first of all, if you think that, do not bring it up. No, don't just shut your mouth. And he's like, my sister. And she's like, oh, your sister. She must be getting all the guys. And he's like, she's dead. (laughs) But then I really enjoyed later when she was with Simon Pegg and he was like the D word. And she was like, dead sister. (laughs) And she's like, oh, divorce. And but the whole she, but when she's on the phone with her sister, she's like, well, who would keep a picture of their dead sister in their wallet?" And I was like, "I find this very understandable that you, one might you sociopath." Like, God, yeah. Um, Although wallet pictures, man. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, a who's, different time. Who's keeping photos in their wallet? And this movie came out in 2015, so I was a bit. Confused There's no excuse. It. Yeah, yeah. So there were like, like a, I would say like that fake dating scene was like a big high including their dancing and everything um actually i quite liked a lot of their date sans bits with sean the creeper i liked i liked their date uh i feel like i kept having different questions like i was like wait does this whole movie happen in one night because i realized that i was like kind of enjoying myself and that we were like halfway through the film yes um and i was kind of into their awkward goodbye at the end yeah. where they were like both kind of she was like i could ask and he was like i could say, and then they just like part and they're both they're both like oh you're so stupid basically yep but i at the time i was like well they have to return to the clock to find each other but they didn't no i so i didn't like their uh love confessions at the end oh god they were not good this is not a good one but i had a lot of questions like so they've hijacked her parents' full-on 40th wedding anniversary. My God. They're making out in front of her family and friends. And then they go into the bathroom to have sex at her parents' 40th wedding anniversary. Everyone knows that they've gone to the bathroom to have sex. Is this not weird? I also, like, you are so late to this party already. You've not, you've made this speech all about yourself. This guy, strange man, comes and crashes his party and makes it all about you as well. You then ruin this whole situation by going into the bathroom to have sex. Like, why? It's like 10 p. It's like, participate! You ungrateful woman. I would never ask her to do anything again. And they're so looking forward to her speech, which, by the way, so when he has about the notebooks, when he opens her notebook and like he sees her speech planning, I was like, this doesn't seem like that good a speech. No. Like, I wouldn't look forward to it that much. No. Well, her parents have never seen the notebooks, so they don't know. <laughs> but her speech last year was apparently great. I guess she's a journalist, so she's theoretically a writer. Which I didn't find out until towards the end of the movie, I guess, when he asks her what does she actually do. Yeah. I was like, did I miss it? Did she say it in the no, beginning? No, I don't think she did. Yeah. But speaking of notebooks, when she got his notebook, I was like, does this dude's notebook really have a girl's name in bubble letters with hearts? A girl he's never met? Oh, does it? Oh, I didn't. It says like Jessica in like big letters, big like bubble letters basically that are like colored in with like hearts all around. I was like, first of all, you've never met. Second of all, are you nine? Yeah, well, who knows? Maybe he's just trying some things. Just give him a break. That was an an odd moment. He's getting a divorce. (laughs) I was like, sure, may, like, but, but they have never met. Yeah. 
Oh, speaking of his list, though, I was like, man, the British and their like shortening of words like spaghetti bolognese to spag ball. Oh my God. I was like, I kind of love it. I mean, I love spaghetti bolognese. So I was like, mm, I'm on board. <laughs> um, When she talks about her ex and she says, like, he deauthorized me from his iTunes. I was like, is that still a thing? Will that still be a thing? What's what's going to happen? Well, iTunes is no longer exists. So. I know. I'm saying. Yeah. What does the future hold? Well, maybe just like change the password to Netflix. Yeah, you know? perhaps. Um, I enjoyed when they fire extinguished the cheater cheater pumpkin eater. Yes. And I enjoyed when they the beautiful shot when they were walking along the bridge right afterward. Yeah, it was gorgeous. London looked beautiful. I did not enjoy that Simon Pegg had apparently done so poorly on his A levels. <laughs> <laughs> Nor that he never got his scarf back from that huge creep. Yes, but who would you want it back? I wouldn't want it back. It's yours. It's yours. <laughs> I also did not enjoy that vomit appeared at least twice. Oh, yes. 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 I'm yes. sorry for you. House of Lies. House yeah. of Lies. Yes. I was very stressed for a little bit when she was pretending to be Jessica and she was just like lying it up. And I was like, this will not end well. But I didn't think she was going to come clean so soon. I was going to say, like, my, I was like, is she going to? And then I was like, oh, she is confessing. Good. But then she didn't actually confess because like he like cut her off or something. And then later the whole bathroom thing. Yeah. I don't know how successful I find this relationship. You know, I think it's going to be short lived. But well, they, they've only known each other a day. Yes. Although, Alex, it's weird. Alex thought I would not like this movie based on that factor. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually okay with it because they actually went on a very long date. They spent a lot of time together and they did have a lot of conversation, kind of get to know each other. And they talked about some intimate stuff. Yeah. And I wouldn't say like they're in love, but like, I think that was enough to say, like, I, I really like you and I like to see where this goes. Yes. Also, they're older, which yeah. I think is a factor. Like when when you see movies and the stars are like 23 and they're like, oh, and you're like, I don't know. But they're what? 30s, 40. Yeah. And she's 34. He's 40. Yeah. Like they, They've learned some things about what they want from a person. Admittedly, they still don't know each other very well. So when he was like, and like maybe the rest of my life would be crappy. I'm like, OK. Yeah. But I will say that, like, it's. You know, as an adult, I find like it, it is kind of uncommon to find someone that you really connect with on that level. And, you know, if you are having if you know, if you really feel like, you know, this is this is really, really good, then, yeah, yeah okay, give it a shot. Give it sure, a shot. I mean, not? I certainly wouldn't track them down via creeper, go across town and crash their parents party. But, you know, I, I, I didn't hate that. I element. kind of enjoyed his interaction with the crowd of teenagers. Oh, when he goes to that teen party at first, yeah. <laughs> yes, and he's like, oh, God. It's like, I'm looking for Nancy, Nancy Patterson. And then one kid is like, she used to be my babysitter. And then there's like basically like a mob coming down the street. Yeah, following him to the house. There was some block comedy. Yeah. At one point I wrote down, guess this chase scene's kind of funny, but I don't know when that was. It's before, wait, why did he pop into the bathroom before? That's so awkward. Oh, is it when they are racing each other back to the cantina? That was also very funny. Yes, I did enjoy that. So they, so when they, when after Simon Pegg discovers uh, Lake Bell's House of Lies, he realizes they're about to part ways in, in a huff, right? They're like sniping at each other. It's very funny, actually. Yes. And he realizes he's left his bag at the cantina where they were. And she realizes that he has her notebook with all her speech notes in it. And so they both have to go back. And they get into this argument where he's like calling a cab and she's like, but it's a 10 minute walk. And he's like, no, it's 20. And she's like, no, it's 10. And he's like, fine, I'll race you. And they race each other back to the cantina. And she actually does a sort of triathlon together. Big triathlon, yeah. yes. 
um, which was quite humorous. And then they both, and I really enjoyed this whole very competitive chase scene. And when they get there, they're like, I thought you weren't competitive. I thought you weren't competitive. (laughs) It was like, I enjoyed these lunatics. Delightful. Yeah. But on a whole, she was not a sympathetic character. No. Although I will say that it was nice to actually enjoy her in something. Because my strongest Lake Bell memory is, I think, from other movies that we've watched for the blog, which are horrible. Oh, really? But also, there's something else that she's in that I can't place right now. Uh, she was in In a World, which was not a romantic comedy. Nope, haven't seen it. Okay. She was on, I think Alex said she was on Boston Legal? Mm, haven't seen that. Mm. Okay, well, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think my only memory of her is from that movie with, like, dead Jennifer Lopez, uh, where she has that horrible friend who's been pretending to be gay the whole time. Oh. Is that her? Is that her? I think so. With Jason Biggs? Yes. What's that movie called? I don't remember, but I I do remember Jason Biggs was like, sh- like shock, I wasn't gay this whole time. We were like, oh my God. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, it's called Over Her Dead Body. Oh. Was that her? I'm about to find out. Um. Yes. Oh, JK, it's not Jennifer Lopez. It's Eva Longoria. Whoops. Oh, there we go. Okay. Who is dead. Though Jennifer Lopez, I swear to God, dies in something else. But it's fine. Yes, Eva Longoria dies, and then she's haunting Paul Rudd, and then Lake Bell is the, you know. Uh, and yes, Jason Biggs does appear in this film, so I'm pretty sure I'm fully remembering the plot. Okay. All right. Anyway. So what was our person of color count? I counted zero. I did not see any that I recall. Yeah. They could have been some background people, but Possibly. Um, I, I don't remember Hopes any. Hopes are not high. No. Because we were in Movie UK. But yeah, basically everyone was white, and I was like, God damn, it's 2015. Seriously. <laughs> what would you score this? Um, good question. Good question. There were actually some quite like high highs com- comedy-wise. I think a six. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Five and a half, six, like around there. Six self-help books. Yes. Oh, six million people and you. you. <laughs> six uh, inappropriate speeches to give at your parents' wedding anniversary. Six ungrateful daughters. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> six Da Vinci Codes. Ugh. Six I hope someone strangles Sean with that scarf. I wrote, one of my notes was, I wish Sean would die in a fire. Um, six inappropriate uses of public and or private bathrooms. Yep. Yep. You're correct. <laughs> Seriously, it happens a lot. Six, uh, fire in my pants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and on that note, thanks for listening to Romcomathon. Yeah. Please follow us on all our social media and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you to Hannah Oatman, who composed our theme music, and Alexandra Oatman, who painted our logo art. You can follow Alexandra on Twitter at at Alexandra. Special thanks to Quincy Surasmith for advising us on the art of the podcast. Subscribe to his wonderful podcast, Asian Americana, at wherever you get your podcasts. Want more Romcomathon? You can read past reviews at romcomathon2016.tumblr.com and follow us at romcomathon2016 on Facebook and Twitter and romcomathon on Instagram. We look forward to hearing from you. Please subscribe and rate Romcomathon on iTunes. Thank you.